John, if it's possible, if you could break down all of the stories, what's the essence or basis of every situation of conflict? Is there such a thing? Breaking down every situation of conflict. Um, wow, that's a big question, right? Yeah, do they share a common a common thing that all yeah. the all conflict roots from or comes from or or starts from? I think there are. It, it's it's such a complicated topic, especially when you look at the situation that we're facing in the world these days, right? You've got the war going on over in Russia, Ukraine. You've got the war going on over in uh, Palestine, Israel. Mm. So it, it is such a complicated topic. But I think um, for me, essentially, when you, you go down to the bare essence of conflict is that there are two types of conflicts. And Understanding the difference between these two types of conflicts is key to having even a chance at resolving some of those conflicts. Mm. So we have what we call effective conflict and what we call cognitive conflict. And um, and they are interlinked, but they're also very distinctly different. So effective conflict is essentially the kind of conflict that arises from emotions. That mm. is... Um, some psychologists even say it, it comes from the part of the brain that's more prehistoric in nature, that's more primal, that's more basic, right? Very emotional. The reptile uh, brain. And therefore, it, sorry? The again. reptile brain. The reptile brain, that's right. Um, so this is the place where emotions are, are uh, manifesting. And the tendency for effective conflict is for it not to be rational. Hmm. Um, and therein lies the issue. The other type of conflict is the exact opposite, the rational conflict or the cognitive conflict. And this comes from the part of the brain that's more um, mature, you know, evolutionary, more, more modern, um, and therefore more logical, more structured, and so on and so forth. So conflict in and of itself is not a bad thing. If you can keep it to a cognitive conflict that's more logical, more rational. Mm. The problem with conflict, I feel, is when it moves towards the affective side and it becomes emotional. Mm. Um, and, and the difficulty here is that most people involved in the conflict usually don't claim it to be an effective uh, conflict. They all oh. claim that it's very rational, it's very logical, here are the facts, and mm. so on and so forth. But the fact mm. of the matter is that we are all emotionally involved with those facts, mm. right. and we tend to see those facts the way we want to see those facts, and therefore it's more effective than we realize. Mm. And until we can detach ourselves from those emotions, it's very unlikely that we are able to see it in a logical manner and therefore move towards a, a form of resolution that, that everybody can accept. Right. So um, I think that's, that's for me, um, at least, one of the key um, basis or foundation for conflict resolution to happen, to be able to identify how emotionally involved are you at this point in time, mm. and are you using the part of your brain that is primal, or are you using the part of the brain that is, uh, I think it's called the neofrontal cortex, the, the, mm. the part of the brain that's more logical. Now that you've mentioned that, that, that it can boil down to seemingly 
two major types of conflict. Is there such a thing as a strategy, a strategy that would work for both types of these situations, all types of conflict, or are there various different types of strategy strategies that need to be employed for different types of conflict? Is there one way that can be worked through them all, in your opinion, or multiple ways, multiple strategies? Wow. Well, uh, again, this is this is a topic that everybody's been grappling with for centuries. That's why we're still having war. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just bring it down to killing conflict, right? Yeah. Uh, there, there are different ways, um, I suppose, and it also boils to the the personality. It comes back to also the personality that, and the kind of person that you are, uh, the belief system that you have, uh, and, and so on and so forth. So, different ways of managing conflict. You've got the avoider. So some people just can't deal with conflict. So I run away. I pretend it doesn't work. Mm. Uh, sorry, I pre- pretend that it's not there. Mm. Um, I use the ostrich approach and stick my head in the ground and right. say everything's okay because I can't see anything. So that's right. one way. Um, you've got the compromiser. And the compromiser here is the, the win-win kind of situation that's not really a win-win. It's the I win some, I lose some, so that you win some and you mm. lose some, so we compromise. That's mm. one approach. The other approach um, is the accommodator. So the person who says, you know what, I, I like, and this is for people who like to be liked, nice. um, right? The accommodator. So you don't like this? Okay, you know what? You, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want. Um, mm. I'm, I'm cool with that. So this is the I lose, you win um, approach. To keep the um, peace, you've right. Got, right. Mm, and you've got the competitor. The competitor is the one that says, okay, let's, let's see who gets there first then. Let's see <laughs> who's, who's the person who's able to get more of the resources uh, that we that's need. That's the I win, and you lose one. Bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the, we don't know who's going to win uh, right. kind of person, but let's, right. let's, let's bring it, let's compete, let's fight for right. it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the last one, which is probably the, the most difficult, uh, which is the collaborator. This is the true win-win one where we try to get into a situation where we have a solution where everybody benefits from that particular solution. But these are the different ways that people can choose to handle conflict with. Um, and which one is best? If you study each one of those, you may find that there is uh, merit in even some of those approaches that we mentioned earlier on that may not seem to be oh, avoider, for example. Let's not avoid conflict. Everybody talks about avoiding conflict is bad for you. You know, got to bring it up, raise it. Mm. But what if the source of the conflict is a really, really tiny thing? Mm. And it's, you know, let's ignore it. It's going to go away. Uh, and if you don't avoid it, you face it, you start competing against it, or you make a big show of um, uh, accommodating somebody with it, it might cause the situation to escalate. So which approach you use actually is very, very situational. And that's why I'm struggling to see if there is any sort of way where we can um, address all sorts of different mm. conflicts. Mm. Um, I'm going to say that it's, it's pretty situational. There are some things, however, that... that um, is interesting enough for us to take a look at and consider. So for example, you can say, um, is my response uh, measure, where is my response coming from? Is my response coming from a place of emotions or is my response coming from a place of logic? Mm. Um, And if you could sort of analyze that, Mm. that might 
help you decide on the approach or the strategy that you use to uh, resolve that particular conflict. Right. Um, I'm not. Am, am I making sense? Yes. Yes. No. It it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, like before you could even think about resolving something. I think you're right. It's like you have to identify. Um, is this personal? Are my emotions involved in 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 this or? Um, is this conflict there and I'm, I'm impartial, meaning it's it's more on the factual side. Going right. back to what you were saying about mm. the sort of the two bigger mm. camps, let's say, of, of conflict. So. And both may not, but the two sides that are in the conflict mm. may not be in the same camp. So you have to right. then, if you're, you're, if you're a third party coming in yep. to be the person to then has to moderate Sweet. this negotiation, you need to understand both sides first even Absolutely. though they are both dealing with the same conflict, mm. but their Absolutely. feelings about that conflict could be completely different. Yeah. And, and that's brilliant. And therefore, you might have one party that's going like, no, I don't understand why there is a conflict because it's very clear mm. that these are the reasons and here's the logic behind it and this is the situation. Here's the facts and figures. Mm. You might have the other party that's saying like, no, he's always doing this to me. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're always like that. Every time we raise this, they always make life difficult for us. Mm. Uh, yes. And they are not in the same space, right? Mm. Um, they're, they're not out to resolve the problem or at least one party is not uh, necessarily out to resolve the problem or one party feels that you know there's something personal going on uh, and this could also come from the the belief system mm. so it's, it's a lot more complicated i mm. suppose um when you bring in the the belief systems right because you you've got the we call this the abc um approach so you got the activity or the event what happened right mm-hmm. um there there is a conflict because uh, department A and Department B is not getting along. There was a bit of a um, argument going on. Mm-hmm. So that's the activity. And then you've got B, which is the beliefs. So activity A, B, beliefs. Mm-hmm. And the beliefs is now what do the various parties believe about that particular situation like i said so if i believe that terry's out to get me mm. my c which is my consequence the consequence um of this belief is going to be you know i'm going to go after terry mm. or right. mm. i'm going to go you know gossip about uh, terry to asha mm. but if my belief is that now terry's a good guy he wouldn't do this to me I'm going to go up to Terry and say, hey, Terry, what's going on? There must have been something that happened that made you react in this manner. Mm. Can we figure out what that is? So this is also another approach that individuals can take and ask um, themselves when Mm. they are in a position of conflict. What is is the actual activity that happened, the actual event, the time, the activities, the things that happened, uh, who, what, when, you know, those kind of facts, establish Mm. those facts. And try and see where the belief system is of the various parties with regards to the key components over there. Uh, And this is easier said than done because um, beliefs can cover a wide range of uh, activities. I could be questioning your belief system about the individual, the belief system about money, the belief system about um, uh, corporate working culture, the belief system about my boss. And beliefs don't don't have to be rational at all. Right, no. they don't have to be rational. Yeah, you no. may believe they are, but <laughs> <Yes>. they... <laughs> because you, all that conviction uh, 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 can come uh, uh, from just yeah. Uh, 
but but yes so if you can identify the beliefs that will probably give you an idea of why you reacted in a certain manner mm. Mm. um and then you can go back and question your beliefs and whether those beliefs are as true as you think it is very complicated because also you know we were discussing a word earlier on to describe something and realize that actually that describer that you think, oh, that person stormed angrily into the office, for one person could be, oh, they strided purposely into the office. And so mm. your belief systems also f- color right. or flavor how you view right. someone's behavior or action. And then yeah. that becomes part of the quote unquote facts, which of course could be completely wrong, mm. often are. So and, where and, do you start? And we haven't even we, we haven't gone into um, elements of culture, mm. right? Um, whether or not uh, there is power distance involved, whether or not it's a masculine versus feminine kind of kind of society, or whether mm. it's an individualistic versus a collective society, and all of these elements also contribute to how uh, certain cultures deal with 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 conflict. Um, and then on top of that corporate culture is this a multinational organization yeah. is this a government linked organization is the government agency and then corporate uh, culture then also plays a part in how conflicts are typically resolved but generally if you were to ask me what what are some things that people can do in order um, to resolve conflict in a in a healthier manner mm-hmm. is the, the most basic thing and the most basic question you got to ask yourself is how emotionally involved am i at this point in time mm. and and that's the key question if you can ask yourself that and come to an honest answer about how emotionally involved you are then the next question is why why mm. are you emotionally involved to this level mm. uh, or why are you not that emotionally involved and the other party is extremely emotionally involved what's mm. where he where, where is he coming from mm. why is he so emotionally involved so that's the questioning of the belief um, that this person holds, whether it's you or whether the other party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that will explain the consequences of their, their actions, why they acted in that manner. Mm-hmm. And that's a good starting space for you to say, I understand you a little bit better or I understand me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. This right. is a good place for me to start moving towards uh, resolution. Right, to have that presence of mind for both sides to be able to figure out and understand why the other person feels that way. And Uh if both sides can realize that, then they start from there, a position of understanding and not just a position of, you're wrong. Well, I was (laughs) going to say, more often than not, Mm. there is always one person who is troubled by what feels like conflict and another person that tends to wield the um, the hammer, the hammer, so yeah. to speak. Yes. So you know, if it's just a one-sided thing, we talk about conflict resolution. Sometimes that's actually you resolving the conflict within you. That this is what the scenario is like at work, and and you can't change anything. For example, it's an office dynamic with mm. one other colleague. So, what would be your advice then? So you know, you've had this problem bad meeting with this somebody fallout. with someone's blown up at you in the mm. office it's not the first time you're upset obviously no one likes to be shouted at uh, there's a situation so the first stop is to ask yourself you know um 
am I emotionally entangled or relate, you know, uh, reacting to mm. this scenario? Mm. So my answer would be, yeah, because he's so rude. He blows up. Blah, blah, blah. So that's where my head's at. So then, <laughs> then what, John? <laughs> well, well, then you run, you know, run away and don't come back. But no, that's, that's not going to work, right? So I am, if I am emotionally involved, then I suppose the next question I would ask, and I've asked some of my um, coaches would be, so what is it that you want to achieve? What does conflict resolution look like to you? Because right. you, you've always got to start with the end in mind, right? Mm -hmm. Is conflict resolution for you getting what you want? Is conflict resolution for you solving the, the issue? Is conflict resolution for you beating this guy at his game? What does conflict resolution look like to you? Because once you decide what it looks like to you, then mm. you can start moving towards that. Or you can start questioning yourself, wh why does it look like that in the yeah. first place? And mm. is that a healthy outlook? So my conflict resolution is, you know, he must see my point of view. Like, and I've got to be able to question myself. <laughs> why, why is that conflict resolution to me? And is that an appropriate um, approach for the end in mind? Right, right. That makes sense. So the end in mind is going to be critical. Once you've got the end in mind and, and you are comfortable enough with the end in mind, we have what we call a, a, a tree-cut approach. Um, and this is a more logical uh, approach towards reaching a solution, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Now, this is on the assumption that you can get the disagreement to a more cognitive um, state of mind, right? Where it's not as emotional. So mm -hmm. you say, beginning with the end in mind, and I figured out, you know what? I'm going to get Terry to agree with me. That's my end in mm. mind. But then I said, after that, you've got to question the beliefs of why are you behaving in this manner? Why is that conflict resolution for you? Mm. And you can say, okay, are you open to other forms of conflict resolution? So if you can get yourself to that space, then you can go into the, uh, this, this three-cut approach. And the first cut is interest. So the solution that you have your opinion so whether it's an opinion or whether it's your idea or whether it's your solution does it meet all the interests of all the parties involved mm. right. so that's the first cut mm. and if you have a solution or an idea and opinion that is primarily focused on your interest that's the one that you draw out first right oh, right it's, you're right. coming in you, you're thinking about that collaborative space that you were talking about right. um earlier which is if it ticks the boxes for everybody, that is the solution to be focused on. Right. And, and, and that's the theory, right? So you get everybody's interests met. There is no more uh, conflict. Mm. But, and I'm talking about um, personal, personal conflict, right? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, what I usually try to do is the solution or the, I not solution, the idea um, or the opinion that I have that is heavily weighted towards my interest, that's the one I want to put aside first. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that is the one that's stopping me from exploring all the other ideas and all the other options mm -hmm. um, that might fulfill more people's interests. Right, mm -hmm. right. 
You get what I mean? Yes. It's so the, one the one that's in the way. You, it's in the way you from have you. You yeah. get it out of the way first. Yeah. Yeah. So you list down all of your your uh, potential solutions. The one that ticks the most boxes for you, that's the one you got to put aside first. Yeah. Because that's the one that's stopping you from exploring what's in it for them and how they, they're going to be benefiting from mm-hmm. these solutions and so on and so forth. Mm. And that's the one that causes a me versus you scenario. Because if you can put that aside, then people are the other party is going to be more willing to say, "Hey, you know what? He put that aside, which means he's really interested in potentially helping us get what we want, and therefore mm. let's see how we can get him what he wants." Right. Mm. Okay. But if I'm pushing for the solution that it has the most benefit for me, mm. it, people naturally go into competitive mode. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first cut is interest. Um, try to have a solution that meets as many parties' interests as possible. Uh, and the more interests that are met, or at least the more interests that are considered, um, those are the ones that you pass on to the next cut. Uh, next cut that you've got to consider is resources. So do you have the resources in order to be able to implement that particular solution? Because there are some great ideas that... Uh, may meet everybody's interest. Yeah, you get a million bucks, you get a million bucks, you get everybody gets a million bucks. Great idea. Yeah. Nobody's got a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. do you have the resources for it? Now, again, you eliminate those that you don't have the resources for and you sort of funnel mm-hmm. it um, down to whatever is remaining. If you don't have it, you go back up again and you start the brainstorming process yeah. again. Mm. It's interesting you say resources as well, though, because I'm thinking also it's not resources are just not about money or material mm. things. It could be energy, it could be time. Like resources right. are I'm everything necessary for mm. that particular option mm. to happen, right? right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So when, when you go down this road, you're automatically moving yourself away from a emotional state of mind to mm-hmm. a more logical, rational state of mind. Right. Right. Um, and then the final um, cut is sellability. Sellability here is, can you sell this final two, one or two options to the people that's involved? And how can you sell it in a way mm-hmm. that makes them understand that this is the best um, option that we've got because it meets everybody's interest. Uh, it, we've got the great resources that we can utilize for this. And therefore, here's my pitch to you. Mm-hmm. Rather than going the other way around, which is what most people try to do. So they try to make the pitch first. Mm-hmm. And when you don't agree, then I try to convince you that, you know, we've got right, great yes. resources and we should do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I only have your interest at heart. Yeah. And so Even though it does not sound like it at all. Um, and... Yeah, I, I, I try to do it the other way around. Most right. people make that mistake. Okay. Right. Instead of focusing on the pitch, people focus on the sale instead. You need to focus. Mm. The pitch needs to be as good as the sale. If not, right. you're just trying to sell something that's not a good product. And, and I'm trying to repackage a product that's obviously what I want. And mm. I'm going to repackage it so that it looks like something that you're going to benefit from. Right. Yeah. And yeah, people are not that dumb. Mm. Bearing that in mind, what are some of the mistakes people make? when they try to diffuse a conflict or argument, like the, they should definitely not do this and it's frequently done, the mistake, these these mistakes. What what do you think they are in your opinion when it comes to that? I think in, in Malaysia, uh, because we do a lot of managerial development programs and mm. leadership development programs with our clients, and one of the, the big mistakes in the context of the Malaysian manager is the 
conflict avoidance. Oh, right. So it's not even conflict resolution. We try, we are Malaysians, right? We're really nice people. We don't like <laughs> conflict. Don't we, like to fight. Like yeah, don't fight, don't fight. No, yeah. we don't. Yes. We don't like mm. to fight. Um, we don't like to fight at all. But then we don't, we, we aren't really happy about what's going on. Mm. So we end up in this weird passive aggressive kind of kind of mode, right? Yeah. So I would say in um, the number one mistake is trying to avoid conflict or having the mentality that conflict is bad because conflict is is not bad mm. conflict is only bad if it's emotionally driven and people become self-centered and trying to focus on what they want rather than what's better for the collective good mm. but if conflict can reach a, a, a mind mentality where it's more cognitive more logical more rational in nature and solution focused conflict is where um, solutions begin. Yeah. Conflict is where inventions begin. Conflict is where innovations begin. Mm. So conflicts are not bad. So don't try to avoid conflict. But now, if we're talking about personality issues, which is where most people don't want to sort of have to deal with, mm -hmm. where person A and person B in my team, they're not getting along, I wish they wouldn't fight, you know, and they're giving each other these kind of looks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, afraid. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You get Thank those you. Yeah. those people who are not full blown um, arguments in the in the office. Doesn't mean that there's no conflict, by the way. Mm. Yeah. So the blow up is just a conflict that you can see mm. um, a lot in the Malaysian corporate workplace. Most people are professional enough to not raise my voice and say, "Terry, you're a and, and I'm not going <laughs> to do that because that doesn't look good on me. Right. But doesn't mean that I don't have a conflict with Terry. Right. It's just happening at a much quieter level. Now, if you allow that to continue long enough, what that's going to do is it's going to then spread into other areas of toxicity. So mm. we'll create silos, we'll create little cliques. Um, you Passive know, aggression. Become, mm. Mm, uh, it, it's generally unhealthy. People don't feel happy at work. Politics starts to come up and so on and so forth. So um, managers, leaders, especially first-line managers, have got to learn to take the bull by the horns. And usually you find that conflict resolution is the the bark is worse than its bite. Mm. It's like, ah, oh, how am I gonna do this? Uh, I'm so scared. I don't know if I know how to, you know, manage these guys and so on and so forth. Mm. But if you are the manager and you've got two team members and I say, Asha Terry, come here. Let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Let's fix this. Fix mm. this. Right? I, I I sense there's some disagreement going on. What's the situation? You're you gonna find Asha, that. You heard that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it's so funny because as you're speaking, like I have so many memories flooding in of, and this has happened at my kids' school, and I, I've seen it happen at work in so many different scenarios mm. where manager comes in going, right, you two, you don't get along. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk it out. Uh, okay, say sorry to each other, and you know, there's no resolution you at all. Yeah, going, that was so ridiculous, <laughs> and you say sorry, sorry, but everything's still there yeah. so you know it's like but what are you sorry for right. what are you sorry for right what was yeah. the what was the situation so you got um, abc mm. I, I may be sorry for the way i reacted but i'm not sorry for the activity that happened the event yeah. that happened yeah. but i could potentially say sorry asha i shouldn't have shouted that way but if I don't resolve the activity, what caused Asha to shout in the first place, mm. that, that shouting is going to happen sooner or later. Definitely gonna happen if again, it yeah. doesn't happen, it just means that it's festering and mm. it's hidden somewhere and it's going to come out in, in other ways. <laughs> I just gave Terry a look there. <laughs>
So it's, it's true, yeah. It's not bad. But here's the thing though. Most people don't like to be in a situation of conflict. Mm. Most people want and are happy to resolve conflict if there is a, a, a person, and in this case, the manager or the boss, who is able to keep things on a um, non-emotional level, mm. to be able to dissect the situation, peel away the emotions so that we reach the crux of the matter and say, okay, let's fix this or let's fix the beliefs that you have around this mm -hmm. and then we can move and not have to deal with the consequences abc right activity beliefs consequences right now you're forcing everybody to behave um, at the c level mm -hmm. which is stop shouting stop saying this stop behaving like this and so on mm -hmm. and so forth mm -hmm. but those are consequences of the beliefs about a particular activity so you either have to fix the a or you have to fix the b right, right. but there's no point asking people to apologize for the c because as long as the a and the b is not fixed mm -hmm. people are still it's, it's still going to be there it's going to fester that makes sense completely yeah, yeah. completely thank you Thank you so much, John. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely so much to come away with. And I'll definitely call you the next time Asha shouts at me. <laughs> I, I don't shout. I just speak louder so you can hear me. <laughs> You'll hear it on air because she, yeah, yeah. if it happens, it happens we, on air. <laughs> which is even scarier. Like, but Terry, don't you think that this is yes. the right way of doing this? Ah, you've heard it already. <laughs> Oh, it's such a shame we won't ever be speaking to you again, uh, John. <laughs> Bye, Asha. Thank you so much, John. Thank you, John. Awesome. Thank you. Brilliant.